Hello everyone, this is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. This year we're talking about the Gravati Gunas, the 10 pairs of opposites that are found everywhere in nature, including in us. Ayurvedic healing is fundamentally based on balancing these opposing qualities. And it's a dynamic process. You don't just find balance and then that's it because life really is change. Things are always changing. The weather, our schedules, digestion, our thinking. And through it all, we aim for moderation to have peace and serenity inside, and that creates our outside experience. The Gravati Gunas show up all through life. They're the basis of all of life. So in Ayurvedic healing, we look at resolving the root cause of a problem or wanting to improve something by bringing these qualities into balance. They're represented in the Panchamahabhutas, or the five elements that make up the doshas, or how these five elements function, and of course, in our Agni. I share this with you because understanding and practically observing these simple qualities in life can empower you to become your own healer. In our exploration of the Gravati Gunas, this month, we're looking at the qualities of mobile and static. I've certainly experienced plenty of that in the weather here as the rain clouds come in off the ocean and moving quickly across the horizon mobile. Then they collect and stop for a few days and there's humidity and clouds, more static. And then it rains and the clouds break up and they move out so it's mobile again. The definition of mobile is capable of moving or being moved. Think about all of the areas of life where this applies our bodies and most things in nature, except maybe a mountain. Static is defined as a body at rest or forces that balance each other. Now I think about a mountain until the top blows off like Mount St. Helens, a volcano in Washington state in the US. In 1980, I moved there right on the day when that happened. Fantastic to watch as long as you're upwind of it. Downwind and you get all of the material that came out of the mountain. It was no longer static. Think about water and its many forms. It's static in the pot and when you boil it, it becomes steam. Mobile. In Ayurveda, we look at part of our nature as the mobility of vata. It's responsible for all of the movement in the body. And then kapha, which is more static, is the physical mass of the body, like the bones and the muscles. And thank goodness for kapha, and thank goodness that it's static, or we would all just sort of float off the planet like a little wisp of air. An excess of vata, the air and the ethers, accumulates sometimes, and it will block kapha, the earth and the water elements, and it'll, that will cause tumors to grow, which are static. 
Pitta, on the other hand, has static and mobile in both the fire and water elements. Fire can spread and move, and we use water to contain it. But water has a mobile spreading quality also. Hmm. The right amounts of mobile and static qualities creates balance in the body and in the rest of nature. For example, nourishment coming into the digestive tract is mobile, whereas too much mobility and we have diarrhea and too much static quality present, we have constipation with hard pellets for bowel movements. A digestive environment with too much mobility or too much static quality over time will result in a distorted environment and lead to disease. Disturbed Agni is one of the causes of these imbalanced qualities. The right amount of static quality in the environment produces soft but solid banana-like bowel movements that come out easily and float. And this is what happens when Agni and Doshas are balanced. All of this is also why we decided to create our Agni therapy program, so that you can reverse the disease process and optimize your life experience. These days, so many people who were typically mobile, driving to work every day, moving around at work, going out to lunch, are now more static staying at home. It's good in many ways, as long as you get up from the computer every hour, for example, and take a walk after eating. As with all the pairs of Gurvati Gunas, static and mobile are individual in their effect. And there can also be a balancing effect between them. Many people have found the shutdown to be helpful in showing them a new possibility for living in a more balanced manner. Not as much movement. More opportunity for personal interactions at home and nearby. And in recent years, Long-distance travel became more common than dropping by the neighbor's house. Far too much movement in the form of travel in our lives has been a contributor to excess vata dosha, the air and the ethers. Remember, like attracts like. Opposite brings balance. So we're talking about the gravati gunas when we say that. Vata goes out of balance the most easily due to its light, airy nature and its mobility. The lockdown in various parts of the world have shown us the value of being static, having less movement at times. More people are paying attention to their health and what they need to do to maintain it. Regular periods of stillness on the outside and the inside are really necessary to maintain good mental, physical, and spiritual health. When we rub a balloon against our hair, it, it creates what we call static electricity, and the hair will fly all over the place or stick to it. Mobile electrical energy becomes static, and it sticks the hair to the balloon, or it makes it uh, repel and fly up in the air. 
Think about it. If something is mobile or moving all the time, nothing can manifest. It's when there is a pause we can see where we've been, where we are now and where we're going. So both qualities are needed. For example, when vata is provoked, we can tend to talk a lot, mobile, make a lot of plans, and then have difficulty making the decision, the static part. That's an interesting one because if you find that you've taken yourself to a certain point and you're not willing to take the next step, then sometimes it's good to back up and really take a look. But sometimes it's also that we just need to gather up our energy and take the next step and make the decision. Communication can be mobile or static. When we say something with clear intention, then ideas are transmitted and received. Mobile, then static. Then thinking and communication in return takes place and there's an exchange. There has to be mobility for transformation, but it needs some stopping points or pauses as well. When we converse, it's the pauses that allow us to process and absorb information. We teach the exercise, take pause, to stop the movement of the day. Take 12 slow, conscious, deep breaths, and then smile to yourself. We become static, the pause. Then breathing is mobile. Then a smile which has some of both. The real key is the pause in forward movement to be fully present. Consider that the mind is mobile when it's in acceptance and forgiveness, movement and flexibility. There are unlimited possibilities. It becomes static with resentment and anger and attachment. I've experienced some of both of these recently, being stuck outside of New Zealand and not able to go home. Hence, in yoga, we're asked to practice vairagya, or non-attachment, to allow energy to flow. And additionally, to practice vivek, or discernment, which requires a static pause to be clear about a choice or a decision. Our emotions, which can be described as energy in motion, are another good example. They can pass without a label and they're mobile. When we become identified with them, engulfed in them, they become static in the mind and the body and in the aura, and then we suffer. So this is why we use the center of the head in the intuitive energy practice, so that we can experience an emotion and not become it. Check it out on the uh, Spark Your Intuition podcast. There's little five-minute guided meditations to, to utilize the center of the head and other tools to help you manage your energy. 
You may have heard the word um. It's the metabolic toxins that are created as a result of undigested food in the intestines. What happens, for example, when you don't chew your food? It's static and sticky, and it's carried by vata into the datus, or what are or the tissues of the body, such as muscle and fat, the joints, the bones. It makes us feel stiff and not so fluid in movement. Vata dosha is meant to bring the nutrients to the datus and then take the toxins back to the digestive tract to be eliminated with what's called our mala or our waste product. But the am, the, the toxins are sticky and it doesn't come out easily. So we use the treatment processes of panchakarma to mobilize that and remove it from the body. The Gurvadi Gunas are a fundamental tool we use in assessing the pulse in Ayurveda, which tells us about the imbalance of the doshas and many other things in the body. There are natural balanced patterns for the doshas within the pulse. So, for example, when there's excess vata dosha, the pulse is excessively mobile. Technology is certainly a useful tool for us, but it's also disturbing for the doshas. The screens we look at create images with flickering lights, mobile, and this increases vata. We end up static, sitting at the computer all day long instead of moving around our workplace and interacting in person or becoming far too attached or even addicted to the mobile phone, holding it to our head as if it's another person or it's our only connection with others. This also aggravates vata dosha. It's so important to make vata your friend or it will wreak havoc in your life for a long time. Understanding the Gravati Gunas makes it so much easier to avoid problems and to truly become your own healer. If you experience digestive issues, I'm happy to share with you our new online program, Agni Therapy. It's a 21-day digestive reset program that guides you to deeply integrate Ayurveda and yoga into your daily life so that you have a foundation for great health ongoing. It includes yoga practices, energy work, a private support group, and weekly live Q&A, all to support your healing process. Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at H-A-L-E underscore P-U-L-E to learn more. Until next time.
In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipuli's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, join Simple Ayurvedic Cooking with Halipuli. Their recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.